We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Today, we're talking MMA to kick off the show. Why? Because there's not much to talk about, but we have a dope guest, Joaquin Buckley, joining us on the show today. Always hilarious, always great. So he's going to call in ahead of his fight this weekend, chasing the 50K bonus. The man's highlight reel is crazy. He's looking to add to that. So we're talking to him today. And then we thought, like, yo, we're just going to talk about Francis Ngannou and then the Francis Ngannou news, which we'll get to here shortly. But also, Dana White decided to drop all these announcements on our head right before the show. So the, we'll keep it kind of short and brief because we have a long and special pro wrestling episode this week. And then also we have a great boxing episode with Devin Haney versus Lomachenko being right here in Vegas. Got to talk about everything that happened last weekend as well in boxing. So boxing episode is going to be stacked. So Dre, let's jump right into MMA today. And Francis Ngannou signs with the PFL after all. I thought this was where he was going to end up no matter what. I understand you have to kind of go through the motions. You have to, it'd be stupid not to listen to everyone and listen to everyone's offers and do what you can and, and bump the price up. And uh, it appears he wanted things that were beyond just his salary. They gave him a title of like head of ESPN Africa or PFL Africa. And then also he put in there that his opponents have to make a certain amount of money as well when they fight him, which good luck with that because I don't know who's on their heavyweight roster. That becomes a little weird. But I thought this entire time, this is where we would see Francis Ngannou. And the only surprise for this in terms of me when I saw this is that Francis Ngannou is not going to fight for the PFL until 2024 because this year he is adamant about having a boxing match. All right, where do you want to start? All right. <laughs> Francis in a boxing ring. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, good for him. He says his opponent, whoever he fights, fights is going to get $2 million. Great for them. Um, him not fighting until 2024 is a curious decision. Two years outside of the cage. Yeah, which means he's spending all of his time boxing, training for a boxing match. He says he's going to take a tune-up fight. I have no idea. It's going to have to be an absolute can. An absolute can. You can't put him in there with anybody competitive. No. Then you got to put him in there with somebody that's going to make him a lot of money. 
that gets dicey because if Francis Ngannou beats up a can, hopefully, and then fights somebody good, but who could it be, right? Can't be Deontay Wilder. Wilder only has one way of boxing, and you don't want to risk no, you Francis want- getting knocked out cold. Well, that's, that's my problem with this, is that the PFL is making this huge investment in Francis, and if Francis loses a boxing match, it hurts yep. him when he gets back into the cage. Because it's not with the UFC, yep. it's with a whole new company that is leveraging him to get eyeballs. Well, this is someone like Tyson Fury who will actively carry him through the match like Floyd carried Connor. But even still, like whoever it is is going to want to fuck him up. Like, like, like that's the end game. It's like, all right, I got Francis in here. We'll make, and then it's not like Connor and Floyd because Floyd was never worried about Connor knocking him out. Francis got power, and you don't want to play with a guy like that too long. Connor had power. That's different power. He had no technique. I mean, but yeah, Connor was like, a, he fought at 145 pounds. Like, he wasn't, he had big power for an MMA fighter. Francis is a big dude. You don't want to carry that guy that long. But that makes it real dicey. But on the other side of it is, well, Hopefully, with him and Jake Paul now at PFL, it opens a floodgate for a lot of these fighters to come in. We keep saying, like, it, dude, it's, it's UFC's got, like, 90% of the market. And then, you know, one, while I truly enjoyed their show, you got to be a hardcore MMA fan because they're only in the States, it seems like, once, maybe twice a year now. Yeah. There's no consistency there. PFL can make a dent if they leverage Francis, Jake, Kayla Harrison, I mean, they, they, they're signing former UFC fighters. It's not necessarily panning out. No. So I'm not sure how that works, but I'm interested in seeing where this is going. But I want to give you my hot take. I got a hot take. Oh, Lord. Here's the hottest the roles thing. roles are reversed. Yeah, I'm going to give you one. There's a way for Francis Ngannou and John Jones to fight in PFL. Think about this. John has pretty much one fight left in the UFC, and that's Stipe. Yeah. Other than that, he's not going to fight Tom Aspinall. He's not going to fight Sergey Pavlovich. He's not going to fight Almeida, who looked fantastic this yep. past weekend. He's going to retire. And in retiring, he gets out of his UFC contract. I think, I he, has think maybe, so. he has maybe like, he only has like one or two fights anyway, right? 2024, if he's retired, you know how big it is if John comes out of retirement to fight, fight Francis Ngannou? That's huge. UFC sell. Sues him for everything. Breach of contract if he's remotely it, got a fight left. But I think he's only got... I got to... Uh, somebody will have... I'll have to find out. But I think he only has like one or two fights on this current contract. It's not a long-term deal. Like, he can blow through this. If there's two fights, you fight Stipe, pick a guy. Yeah. Right? And then you look up mid-2024, perfect time. Because what, what I just said, not Pavlovich, not Almeida, like, who's he going to fight? He's going to leave. The only fight left for him is Francis Ngannou. And if Francis is not fighting until 2024, there's no risk of him losing it in the cage. Yep. Nothing. John Jones and Francis Ngannou could happen in PFL, and that would break the system. It sounds weird to hot take your hot take. But if that, if that was to happen before Dana lets him retire and come back, Dana would probably bite the bullet and co-promote with PFL. I mean, he, he might. He would sign John, say we're both on ESPN pay-per-view, and I'm getting 50% of this. He's going to have to. And, and PFL, I ain't letting you take a hundo. And we will do John versus, I think it was Jake Paul who tweeted it today, the possibility of that card. And when you write it out, it doesn't seem like too far-fetched. And when you say what you say, 
if Dana had to bite, he's not taking 0% no. on that fight. Jake Paul said, let's have PFL and UFC work together and put our massive event on ESPN. And Ganu versus Jones, Nunez versus Harrison, Edwards versus Dumbe, the kid they just signed, Leon Edwards, Dumbe, and of course, Diaz versus Paul on that card as well. Sure, why not? I mean, that like, would do numbers. It would do big numbers. Um, I know Dana doesn't want to co-promote. No. But I know the challenge here is as much as Don, John continues to talk, John tweeted, why are you talking shit from the other side of the street? And Francis said, well, cross the street then. John is addicted to challenges. And he's addicted to making the big, amongst other things. But he's addicted <laughs> to challenges and opportunity, and he likes money. And if the PFL, if he beats Stipe, and there's no reason, for, again, there's no reason for John to fight anybody else in that division. Because they don't, there's, the challenge is there, but the payoff is, is high risk, low reward. Like, we just, Almeida looked fantastic this weekend. You don't want to fight that guy. Not for yeah. nothing. Not that you can't beat him, but what's the point? The biggest money fight is clearly the Francis Ngannou fight. John fights Stipe. It doesn't seem like it's happening in the fall. It might happen maybe in December. Maybe? Stipe's yeah. only getting older. Well, it, it appears New York would be the wise choice, yeah, right? November, like November, November, December. But if that happens, and we all figure that John's going to beat Stipe, who feels like he's aging like Rumpelstiltskin day by day, just gets older and older, and he mauls Stipe, and John says, I'm the greatest heavyweight ever. I have nothing left to do. Yes, you do. Everybody's going to say it. Fight Francis. Yeah. And if that, if whatever his deal is, if he can find a way, if, that, if that's his last fight, or he's got to take another fight, I don't know what he does. He takes another fight. You think the Jake Paul is salivating over that fight. And don't let John lie to you and say he doesn't want the fight. He wants to fight. He just wants big money fight. And he'll like, get, it has to be worth it for him to fight. He'll get all the money. Because Francis just said, my opponent will make $2 million. And John will be like, yeah, sure. All right, give me more. And nobody's going to argue with that. No. So there, there you go. Francis Ngannou and John Jones could happen in the PFL in 2024. That's my hottest take ever. Dana would co-promote that shit before he lets him. He may have to. It's just, I, I just see the writing on the wall. And, and that'd be like MMA forbidden door. It would be. The, this, some people will say, well, it's only one fighter. How much can it really change things? Well, if somebody else is chasing that fighter and follows him out the door, and if Nate Diaz were to go over to PFL, now things get really interesting because now you're adding fighters who are popular and are good. Feels like AEW. Yeah, it's like you have to take the right fighters at the right time. Bellator's problem is they were taking the, the right fighters at the wrong time. Yes. Machida, like everybody they took, rather than building up their fighters, they were Rory, taking the wrong Rory was kind of right, but it, that war. Rory, Rory's face was mush. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't trust it. Marlon Moraes, washed. Yeah. Anthony Pettis. Like you go through these names and they got them all at the wrong time. Francis is at the right time. Yep. Nate Diaz, win or lose, he's got a cult following. Granted, Francis is like 36. But he's in MMA, it doesn't matter. No, but it's like you have him and you can cultivate, you can use him as the carrot to dangle to get John Jones. Now, who says that other fighters don't follow through that door, right? Like yeah. you can get young heavyweights, really young heavyweights, maybe if they're out of contract, but it forces the UFC to have to do something to keep their fighters. Because as much as they don't care about losing Francis, if John follows Francis out the door for that fight, even if it's a one-fight deal, Everybody in the UFC is going to go, they got a lot of money over there. Oh, yeah. And opportunity and pay-per-view. And Jake Paul, who was a marketing machine. And boy, do you know how much they, Jake, I mean, they, uh, Jake Paul would salivate over needling Dana White about the best oh. MMA fighter of all time? 
It's there. What sucks is the WWE and UFC merger ruins my my hot take for Francis Ngannou's first fight if he can't get John Jones. Who? Thought he should fight Bobby Lashley. Oh God. Because <laughs> I think Brock is a rap. Yeah, Brock's a rap. But you can get Bobby Lashley to come out. I mean, you could. I mean, look, man, you you could you wouldn't want to. Jake Hager? Yeah. <laughs> Jake Hager. Jake Hager's still undefeated. You could get Jake Hager. You could you get Jake Hager. Yeah. You'd have to build him. Like you'd have to negotiate with uh, like Tony Khan. And be like, hey, can you build that guy up to make him look like a threat? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But Tony might do it. It's a domino that has fallen. It's yeah. not the biggest domino. It doesn't mean anything yet. But you have to knock one domino down in order to make the other ones go. You have to do something like that, or I, I don't know. You'd have to get a name, like somebody who's still a name. Yeah, and- it could be older Wash, but you need somebody. If you're going to pay them two mil to move the needle. Yeah, you just have to get somebody who is about to be out of their contract and then bring them over. And you have to figure out who that is. I don't know if it's a Derek Lewis rematch. I don't know how long Derek Lewis is still with going to be with the UFC. I don't know. Dana but, doesn't seem keen to cutting him. He seems to. No, he likes him. But at a certain point, you got to look at what you're getting paid. Win, yeah. And you got to go, hmm. Because the, the, they didn't say that my opponent gets two million by accident. That was very purposeful. Oh, so the person knows when I jump ship, I'm getting exactly. two million. <laughs> so if I'm sitting there and I got two fights and stuff in my contract, you're either forcing the UFC to pay you or you're jumping ship. It's, it's a good place for a lot of people to be. Doesn't mean it's all going to happen, but you got to move in order to make things happen for yourself and others. But a move like this was necessary. So it's, it's big. It's big. And it, people can say Dana White wasn't affected, but what did he do? He, he jumped on Twitter and did what? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Dana immediately <laughs> was like, by the way, because he just announced fight cards like a week and a half yeah. ago. He was like, thought I was done. Just kidding. Here's UFC 291 in Salt Lake City again. I don't know why this place deserves pay-per-views, but here we are. Go down the card real quick, and I just want to point out how the top of this card is better than you, in some ways, better than UFC 290. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. But we have Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje 2 for the now vacant BMF title. That motherfucker's been vacant for how long? No, obviously you keep this title until you retire or you die because it was like Masvidal retired. So now we need a new BMF, but he never defended it afterwards. And he took several ass whoopings. Right. 
but he still held the title. If I'm Kamaru, I'm highly offended by this. <laughs> I'm like, yo, how did how did they get the fight? I beat the man who had it twice. Yeah, and I knocked him to hell the second time. I didn't get shit. No, The Rock didn't show up. No. Nothing. Gilbert Burns, he didn't get nothing. Not a damn thing. Colby Covington didn't get nothing. I'm, and if I'm they didn't give it to Colby, I'm stunned. But no, it'll be on the line in this fight, Gacy Salt versus Poirier. And that is the main event because a title fight has to main event a card. Sure, why not? On the graphic, it says for the vacant BMF title. I, I, whatever. Incredible. Then co-main Jan Bukovic versus Alex Pereira. And his light heavyweight debut. Yep. Which right is, to the top of the mountain. A battle of two guys who beat John Jones. Right. Alice Pereira. Or excuse me. <laughs> is your Adesanya. Yeah. Alice Pereira. They, Dana kept saying he's got to fight a contender before he can fight for the title. Right? Now, Johnny Walker just beat Anthony Smith with like a million calf kicks. Yeah. He calf kicked him to hell. Johnny Walker's putting himself closer, but he's not the clear number one. We don't know what's going on with Yuri Pahashka. Uh And Jamal Hill's a champ. Yeah. Yuri probably gets the title fight. If, yeah, depending on when he comes back. Jamal's not going to sit there too long. No. He's a champ. He wants to cash out. Like, he don't know how long he's going to have that title. He's got to fight somebody. Well, if Alex Pereira beats Jan, Alex Pereira's going to be number one contender. That's a big fight with huge implications. Yep. And, I mean, look, I'm not disrespecting UFC 290. Volkanovski and Yair Rodriguez is a really good fight. But, Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje is a bigger fight. It is. Salt Lake City, though? I don't know why. This is the second time. He got a friend. He got to have some type of friend in the community. They, dude, they did Usman and Leon, Leon Edwards in Salt no Lake City. Like, what are, that fight card should have been in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Two black dudes. Nobody in Salt Lake, Utah was like, I can't wait to see two black guys fight. They get enough of them with the Utah Jazz. Yeah, that's about it. You're right, right? And they want to get them out of town. <laughs> and then uh, there's not many, not many brothers on the Jazz. Uh, for, for years, that was their no. thing. They had the mailman. And that's their, their mm, type of guy. Fuck that guy. Uh, Paulo Costa versus Aliskarov, who's just came through like contenders. Bruh, you know why they're doing this? They are sick of Paulo Costa. <laughs> this is the, let's get you out of the paint fight, and we're going to feed you to a guy who's only lost one fight. Yeah, but he just got here, and he's fighting hey, number five. They, they was like sink or swim, but it's more so for Paulo Costa, because Paulo's got, Potocin has nothing to gain in this fight. No. He's, Everything to lose. He's probably going to lose. And maybe Izzy gets a new contender. Yeah, that's exact. Dude, the, if you're Paulo Costa, you should realize what is happening. They looked at you and was like, yeah, we're done with him. Yep. Let's get a contender to get over on him. And then we'll probably cut him, which the PFL should be like, we should take that guy. Yeah, 100%. Looks like a million bucks. That, he looks like a model. We'll take him. Everybody kick his ass. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, Tony Ferguson. Who I don't know why he's getting. He just fought a DUI. Why is he fighting in an octagon? That's a good question. Uh, Damn, Dana. No ethics. Versus Bobby Green. Bobby going to beat the shit out of Tony, Tony Ferguson's done. He is shot. He's, he's cooked. I'm amazed that Dana White would have the gall to give this man a fight after what we just saw with that DUI. Like, the Usos, they get... <laughs> get suspended for a second, but nah. The Tony Ferguson, like, what, DUI? You almost killed somebody? Cool. You get a fight. UFC seen worse. It may, I mean, it's not even a fight. I'm not saying it's not a winnable fight because Bobby Green is tough. He could win that fight. It's not like they fed him to somebody, a destroyer at no. lightweight. Or Bobby could put the paws on him. He could, but it's, it's weird that he got this fight. But Tony yeah. Ferguson, I'm surprised he's still fighting. Sure. And then Kiesa versus Holland. It's a good matchup. It's a really good matchup. And, you know, Kevin, Holland's, Kevin Holland is the black Nate Diaz. 
except he's black. And I'm putting <laughs> emphasis on that because he talks shit. Yep. He doesn't win them all, but he has fun fights. He gets mowed down against better competition, but he can kind of beat anybody on any given night if you yeah. give him the right opportunity. It's a good spot for Kevin Holland. Yeah. Kiesa is like an odd puzzle. Yeah. That's what, and, you know, it's a good way to open the card. They're opening it with Kevin Holland because yeah. of what he is. But I like, I like this fight card. Um, there's been kind of trash fight cards being announced, like the Amanda Nunez, Irene Aldana. Ugh, that's a gross card. Um, that's just in a couple weeks. But this is a good card. And UFC 290 in Vegas, mm, it's all right. Well, we also have some announcements for 292. I feel like. Which is, these are a lot of cards. So we is. have Fight Week July 8th, then the 29th, and then August 19th, Boston is the pay-per-view card. And it is Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. I am. They just put in Boston because his name's O'Malley. Sure. I am. It should be a Vegas fight. I know Aljo wants to, he wants this fight. I know he wants to get it over with. Feels like a quick turn. Very quick. Like you're fighting in August and you just fought like two weeks ago. Now, granted, you see, there's a lot of money to be made in this fight. Yep. And at the same time, you're looking at a situation where it's like, well, if I win, I'm probably going up to 45. 100%. Paying a whole lot of attention to what's happened with Volk and Yair Rodriguez. And if I'm the champ, I can go up and I can immediately Champions. challenge for the title. And if Yair wins, that's an interesting fight. I don't, he'll want to fight Volk. It's not a good fight for anybody. Volkanovski's no. a problem. Um, but O'Malley and Aljo, God damn. It's in Boston too? Boston. Oh, God damn. They're blowing the shit out of Aljo. Yo, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to try to get Aljo on the show. Now look, <laughs> I talk to Aljo from time to time, and, but I'm going to try to get him on this show. But I really want him on the show because I want to discuss racism. Because <laughs> he's going to Boston. They ain't going to have none of that. No, and then uh, Wei Li Zhang. Versus uh, Lemos in the co-main event. Strawweight title fight. It's a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. I, it'll be interesting. Like, this would be probably the card to see. Uh, no, well, Patty's probably on that UK card, right? Uh, sure. I think they go. No, he, probably not, he might not fight this year. On the 22nd. Patty or Patty? We'll see. They got to put him on something. He'll yeah. at least be on this card if they, they need something. We shall see. Yeah, so... Those are the UFC. That's the announcements. Tons of fights coming out there. And again, Dana was like, oh, Francis, you think you're making news today? Take all this. And just threw everything at the board. It is going to be quite interesting summer for the UFC. A lot of good fights. But we're going on like five months of not too much star power. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that affects UFC. Because really, I mean, John Jones is the star. Outside of that, who? Yeah, good luck. There's no Connor on this. Nope. So now you're getting to September, October, till maybe a Connor fight, um, November, December, even for, for Connor. John might be your last fight. You're waiting all that time. Uh, probably have Islam in the Abu Dhabi card. Yeah, definitely going to have Islam. Yeah, so, but he's not a star either. Mm, he's trying Great, to go. he moves the needle. Sure. But that's, you're not having shit. For stars until fall. Yeah. You're going two whole seasons. Yep. Without star power fights. It's an interesting, interesting method for them. Can't wait to see how it plays out. Hopefully the fights turn out good and the cards aren't boring. Newark was a little rough. So as long as the cards are good, fill out the cards, and then let's worry about all the other little stupid fight nights and everything in between now and then. You guys don't want to go anywhere, though, because this weekend fighting Joaquin Buckley always... Always entertaining in the octagon, 
even funnier and better outside of it. He's going to come chop it up. I think he just called in. He's on the line. You guys don't want to miss where he's at right now. <laughs> this I couldn't believe it. It's the blackest USC interview ever. <laughs> Trust me on that. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this break. All right, everybody, as promised, we have our guest on the line, Joaquin Buckley, getting ready to fight this week. UFC fight night, Dern versus Hill versus Andre Fialio. Right now, though, Joaquin trying to get fresh. He in the, he in the barbershop right you now getting a cut. So, you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> making some time for us. Look at that. Look, this might be the you, blackest ass inter- UFC interview we've ever done. Ever, ever. <laughs> right in the barbershop, bro. <laughs> No, we got to do it for the coach. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> nah, besides the the clean-ass fade you got going right now, how, how are you feeling heading into this fight week? A big fight week for you because as you were on a winning streak not too long ago, now you're trying to look in to, to turn it around after a couple fights that didn't go your way. How important is this fight week for you and how you feel? Uh, man, uh, this, this is how I feel, bro. You know, uh, first off, you know, I feel first off physically good. But mentally even better, you know. Um, but I tell everybody right now that, you know, me and Andre, we fighting for a contract, you know. And I feel like uh, the biggest person that's going to come out of this fight is who wants their job more, you know. So I'm really feeling like I'm, I'm going to bring that energy uh, like Stefan Bonner and, uh, and Forrest Griffin back in the day, you know what I mean? Because we both fighting for a contract. That's the type of energy that I'm bringing. So, I mean, do you really believe that this is for the contract, that the loser of this fight could get cut by the UFC? I know it. They ain't got to tell me that. I know it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I feel like all fighters, you know, they, they get too comfortable with, like, the win streaks and whatever and whatnot. They don't realize whenever you sign that contract, bro, they can let you go at any given time whenever they want to. So if you have a bad performance at, on any given day, they can let you go, you know? So I feel like with my two losses I didn't had, you know, they might not have been bad performances, whatever, but I still lost. And I keep that same type of mentality no matter where I go that I'm, not, I'm never safe, you know? I mean, and that's why I get those type of fights when I go out there. But you on you're on the damn intro reel for like the UFC. <laughs> like, yeah, and I and I can be on the intro reel uh, fighting for B, uh, BKFC too. Yeah, I ain't never comfortable. I ain't never gonna get comfortable, man. And nope. you you talk about fighting Andre. Andre is an exciting fighter in his own right. It seems like the styles yep. just just mesh in this fight. When you're going in yeah. there and you see someone across from you with that, where you know, like, yo, you, you're like, this is my fight. This is one where it's make or break for a contract. But you know, you're fighting somebody where you get another highlight up on that, that highlight reel <laughs> and be right back at it. Is this... Is, oh, is we this back the, in it. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, once, once I knock out Andre, we back in there, you know. But, you know, I got to appreciate him. You know, he I seen him today. He had his uh, emotional uh, dog with him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he, he has his dog that, that that helps him with his anxiety and all this other stuff. And I appreciate him because I need somebody that's going to be able to dance in there with me, you know, and be able to bang in there with me. So I think Andre is the perfect dance partner for that, you know. But uh, I definitely expect a, a spectacular knockout in this fight. Uh, I want to pivot for a minute. Uh, your Instagram page is wildly entertaining. Every time I'm on your IG page, I'm like, this... This is a new way of branding yeah, yeah. yourself. Um, what was the yeah, day that yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. you know what? I'm going to look at these dumbass videos and put my spin on it. And then it turns into gold because everybody's... So, I mean, you, I'm sure you've seen people in your comments. Everybody's like, 
Yo, yeah, yeah, I'm so yeah, happy yeah, that yeah. you did this. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just felt like, you know, I needed a different market, you know? Um, I feel like for myself, if I'm able to promote myself every day the way I'm doing, you know, uh, it gives the UFC some insight on what I'm bringing to the table, you know? And I feel like, you know, I just it, it just shows my character more and gets people to know who I am a little bit more. You know, I do got a funny side, you know, I am charismatic, you know, but I haven't shown that a lot of times because the only time that people see me is when I fight, you know, and I didn't like that. So I feel like, you know, the only person I could blame for that was me. You know, I got this platform, but I don't ever use it. So, you know, now I'm just using my platform as best as possible and just being me, dog. That's it. That's all I can say. I'm just being myself. Do you feel like the UFC gives you that space to grow within it and be yourself? And when you put that effort in, do they then kind of meet you there to help you get bigger? Because we see them after a guy like Sean O'Malley who does video games and then they're like, okay, yeah. cool. And they piggyback on that. Or Israel Adesanya yeah. where he does anime and you they're like, cool. And piggyback. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm glad you gave those names. Sean O'Malley. Israel out of sign, you know what I mean? They didn't put in the footwork. They didn't done it themselves, you know? And then, you know, the UFC is, can only do so much because they got 700 fighters on the roster, you know what I mean? They can't give everybody the attention that they that they feel like that they deserve, you understand? You know, you might get a little 10-second clip and that's it, but it's your job to promote yourself, and if you're able to do that a good job, then they might take the investment on you, you know? But they never going to invest in somebody and promoting somebody that's not willing to promote themselves. That's just my opinion. So that means on UFC Fight Pass, we might get Joaquin Buckley's funniest viral videos. Might be a new franchise. You never know. Hey, cut yeah, the check. You never know. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have you exactly. <laughs> they're going to have to cut that check, though. But you never know, man. You know? You never know. How much, then, when, when you're doing all this, you're branding yourself outside of just being a fighter, but how much do these highlight real knockouts all that stuff play in your mind when you go into a fight. Cause as big as the buzz is on social media, a lot of that grew after that highlight real knockout. Is that something you, uh, you constantly chase again in your mind? Or is it just something like, yo, if it happens, it happens. I, I ain't going to say I'm chasing it, man. I have been chasing it though. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> the whole thought of making that 50,000 or the potential of what Dana said back in the day, I should give you all the fight, uh, fight night bonuses. That ain't never happened before. You know what I mean? So for him to even bring that up, it, that's what be on my mind. I'm like, bro, what if I could pull that off? What if I could be the first fighter who ever accomplished that? You know? So why not? Because I got the type of style and I got the type of fighting uh, ability to do so. You know? And I feel like I can bring that energy on this fight card because you ain't got no heavy hitters like myself on it. You know? And I respect every fighter and their ability. But when it comes to showing up and showing out, I'm the best one at it. Um, I, I just got to pivot. Uh, and I'm going to use a curse word because I need to figure this out. How the fuck do you make weight? How, bro, how the fuck do you make weight? Every time I see you, I'm like, damn, bro, there ain't no way. How do hey, you do bro, this? I, hey, look. And guess what? I've been eating this whole time. I've Get been good. So right now, my weight is at 180. I'm at 180 right now. And I've been eating good. You hear me? Bro. It's because you get the haircut yeah. fight week. That yeah, takes yeah. off like like three, yeah, four pounds yeah, right there. I got to get clean, man. They take it, They taking new pictures of me uh, tomorrow. So Jamal got me right just in time. Oh, this man about to be fancy as hell for chilling. Level up barbershop. Look at you that. Know. The, la the last time we <laughs> hey, had you, what they say, hey, what, what they say, if you look good, you feel good. Look. When you feel good, you perform good, and when you perform good, hopefully they pay better. You know what I'm saying? That's the Dion right there. <laughs> the last time we had you on the show, we talked about the highlight knockout, and we were talking about you know the hoes being in the DMs. Yeah, <laughs> and now true. it's like now you got the fade yeah, too. There. Yeah, it's still there. And now it's, yeah. you got the fade too. Yeah, so I'm in. 
you know, it's a little, a little catch them all. It's a little Pokemon. Catch them all. <laughs> catch them all. Oh, no, no. I ain't trying to catch nothing. Because some, hey, some, if you get some, you might not be able to get rid of it. You're every yeah. <laughs> Well, goddamn. We can... <laughs> I'm good, man. You had to get a couple shots. <laughs> You already know what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is the wrong say, weekend for you to be in Vegas. Say no more. EDC weekend. Yeah. People acting crazy. Joaquin go get the highlight reel yeah. knockout. Just walk out the Thank apex you. and try to find something. <laughs> go hey, see what he get into on, on, on Saturday night. Now, um, you yes, mentioned sir. it real quick, but you look at this card and again, all the fighters are great, but there's nobody with the highlight real that you have nobody that brings that excitement like you bring it 50k is yeah. really in reach on this card when you look at it you'd be like I, you, yeah, yeah. you said how much i'm sorry what'd you say no oh sorry all how, the bonuses how much you say all the bonuses so we going for yeah, like yeah, coming for, all for like 200k we try we try try yeah, to put yeah, we that all for 200 to 200 now look now I, I might be generous and i might be nice and i might leave two bonuses all right but at the least i'm, I'm going for two i think I'm 150 is max checks. Because if you get all of them, your opponent then gets 50. Because there's four. Like, you, <laughs> right, the fight right, at right. night, like, you got to cut him a little check for getting knocked out if that's right, the case. Right, right. So you let him go home with 50. Give him a little something. something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Wait, so, that, bro, that means, I mean, in your mind, is there any chance this fight goes to this? I mean, there's always a chance, man. I know you go for the knockout, but the, your two styles, it doesn't feel like there's any way we're going 15 minutes. Oh, hell no. Okay. Oh, hell no. Somebody getting knocked out. And when I say somebody, I mean him. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> yeah, listen. That's what the people want to see. That's why we tune in to see you. All right. It's going yes, to be sir. a knockout. Before we let you out of here, how does it happen? I want to see in your mind how it plays out. What is the finish of this fight? What round? How are you knocking them out? I can't tell you how I'm going to knock them out because then I'm going to mess up the surprise. But I see a second round finish. And it, hey, hey, hey! And if he and if he make it to the third, it's gonna be some movie type shit. Ooh, all right, all right. I need a third round mm -hmm. finish. Yeah, See I'm now, like now we gonna be watching. <laughs> yeah. We gonna be watching very, very yeah. closely, and then we'll have you back on and have to talk about that too. Yeah, he just wants everybody to see the fresh yeah. ass cut for fifteen minutes. I guess <laughs> he he gonna, he gonna take this down to fourteen thirty. Like, yo, y'all gonna see this fresh ass cut for as long as I want y'all to. You already know. Now I'm gonna get him out of here. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, Joaquin, man, man, thank you. Thank you for taking time out. Shout out to the barber who didn't, didn't miss a beat. Oh, uh, you already know levels up, man. Fat look at him, man. What up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, look at that. Made it look easy. We appreciate you. Can't wait to watch the fight. Shout out to you. Can't wait to have you on the show again. Thank you. Thank you okay. so much. Thank you, man. Appreciate y'all. Right. Much love. Later. All right, right. stay up. Everyone, as Joaquin Buckley fighting this weekend, UFC card right here at Las Vegas and Apex. It is packed in Vegas for combat sports this weekend. So it is going to be one hell of a time. Make sure you guys don't miss that fight. We appreciate you for chilling with us today, talking MMA on a week where there's no MMA next week. So we had yeah. nothing to preview. We talked about a couple of the fight announcements. Dana White just was like, Fuck Francis and Ganu. I'm taking over today <laughs> and dropped a bunch of shit on yeah. the table, gave us something to talk about. So we appreciate you all for tuning in, listening to this. Make sure you catch all our other shows this week, pro wrestling and boxing as well. Big things happening in both of those sports. Thank you to Akia again. Meantime, make sure you guys follow us on all social media platforms. Follow myself, the old man Andreas Hale, as well on all those. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Iron Studios and the Wind Resort in Las Vegas for holding it down. Till next time, we're out. Peace. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.